Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. We're going to continue looking through uh, the book of 2 Thessalonians. We're drawing to the end right now, as a matter of fact, at the last chapter. We've looked at 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. We looked at Acts to see how the gospel came to this church. And we've seen uh, how the Lord brought uh, from out of a group of pagans, people who'd never heard the gospel before. They believed it when Paul and the entourage came into town. They were there just for a few weeks brought the uh, the message of the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. People were believed, and they were transformed. As uh, the Word told us in First Thessalonians, in the first chapter, that they went from uh, worshiping idols to serving and worshiping the true God. So now he's written these two letters here to deal with some issues, to answer some questions. In the third chapter of Second Thessalonians, beginning with verse 1, Paul says this, Finally, finally, brethren, Pray for us that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be glorified, just as it did also with you. You see this in Paul's writings, even though he may be in prison, he may have undergone a time of uh, being beaten, just all the horrific things that occurred to him, that the thing that was primary upon his mind and what he desired more than anything was that the word of the Lord would be propagated, that the word of the Lord would spread rapidly and be glorified. And he uses them as an example. He says, just as it did also with you. And I think that would be a great prayer for us now that we would pray for one another, that the word of the Lord would go out in and through us in the same way that it happened to those that were in Thessalonica. Remember how that it had been trumpeted forth, it said in the first chapter of the first letter, throughout the entire region, through Macedonia and Achaia, what had occurred and what had happened in their life. You know, nowadays, so much of what is trumpeted forth uh, is the organization of man or the good deeds of man and what man points to as success. And it's not what the Lord has done. It's not the transformation that, that only the Most High God can do in the life of someone. So he's saying, when you do this, will you pray for us that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be glorified. Then verse 2 is the end of the sentence. And that we will be rescued from perverse men and evil men. For not all have faith. Or not all have the faith. Sometimes there's an article right there. And so what he's saying is there's people who are coming against us. Perverse, literally the word means improper, evil men that are coming against us. So he said pray for us that the word would be uh, it would spread, and then pray that we would be rescued from these men. But verse 3, he says, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil. And then again in English, it has the word one, from the evil one. One's in italics. So the idea being that he'll strengthen and protect us from evil, but particularly from the one that he's been mentioning. In this letter, the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist. Verse 4, he says this, We have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will continue to do what we command. We have seen this from the beginning of the first letter, that he was just rejoicing over them at how they were 
uh, doing what he had instructed them to do. And he says, I know that you are doing it, and I know that you're going to keep on doing what we've commanded you, the traditions that we gave you. Then the last verse we're going to look at today, verse 5. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness of Christ. Now, these were people that were doing what the Lord had called them to do. These were people that had believed. These were people that were enduring times of trials and persecutions and tribulations because of the faith. And Paul's telling them, you keep pressing on. I have confidence that you're going to do this. And the last thing is, may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. Well, had they not experienced the love of God? Oh, no, no, no. They had experienced the love of God. They were experiencing the love of God. And they were going to experience the love of God even more. But he's showing them what we need to do, that the desires of our heart, the direction of our heart must be in the love of God, must be in the Lord God himself, and then into the steadfastness of Christ. How do we direct our hearts in the love of God? Well, we remain steadfast in Christ. We remain steadfast in that which has changed us and transforms us and conforms us into his likeness. Any other way will be a pattern of deception, will be a pattern of deceit, will lead us the wrong way. And though we may be doing things that we think are in the name of the Lord and unto the Lord and for the Lord, they will not be. They will be for man and for the glory of man. So he literally is starting to bring forth these little doxology proclamations into their lives. So let us do what he said for them to do. Spread the word rapidly. Realize and pray for one another that we will be rescued from perverse and evil men. Remain strengthened and protected by the faithful Lord because he's the one that protects us from the evil. And keep on doing what he has commanded us to do. Direct our hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness of Christ. Guard your heart and watch what the Lord does. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.